0: Welcome, sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics. Interviews with local area genre devotees and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Jenna. I'm John.
2: And I'm Audie. I'm Benito.
1: And we're here today to talk about our crossover uh, adventure with uh, Benito's Go RPG group. And uh, went on a nice little uh, dungeon crawl with him, (laughs) which was pretty fun. Now, it was uh, John and I and Seth and Linda. Um, Audie and Jenna did not participate. They weren't available. But uh, they're here to make sure that as we talk about it and say things that... The audience might not understand what the heck we're talking about. They can jump in and say, whoa, wait a second, explain that.
3: We're the adult supervision in this episode. Right, right,
1: <laughs> right. So We um, <laughs> Yeah, so Benito, uh, tell us a little bit about the game and, and the, the process that went through setting it up for us. Because it was a, a deal that we kind of wanted to complete in one evening. Right. So that was kind of a parameter that that was important, and so how did you go about figuring out how to do it?
2: Well, let's see. So we, uh, Michael O'Brien and myself, were trying to design a one-off. Mm-hmm. And then, in our minds, when we, we had to, uh, the game, w- was just going to be this dungeon crawl under a bar, and the original plan was you guys would show up, you guys would take the challenge, and it was basically the, if you can eat the giant cheeseburger, you get a t-shirt type thing. <laughs> right. yeah. And so if you made it through the dungeon crawl and came out the other side, you know, you get your name on the board and and, and everything there at the tavern. Then it turned into, hey, we might want to play more than just a one-off. Right. As a crossover show, we may want to play at least every couple weeks. So then it was a matter of taking that story and then figuring out how that starts the, the how whole it adventure. Evolves, yeah, so how that starts starts the whole oh, adventure. yeah, right. And the, and the stereotypical thing is you meet in a tavern and then you go on your <laughs> right, adventure. Right. You know, that's sort of the joke. And in this particular case, you guys met kind of under the tavern.
1: Well,
2: yeah. yeah. With a little through. slavery added in
4: for yes, a measure. Yeah. Right, so
2: we had to get yeah. Because
3: everything's better with slavery? Everything is a little... Well... <laughs> well. <laughs> A little no? easier. I don't, I don't
4: know.
1: It's a little easier to control when you've got, <laughs> when you've got adventurers that are restrained.
2: Right, so th- what we decided was that you guys would meet for the first time in the back of a covered cart. Right. You had all been in jail, prison. For well, various some, reasons. Some of you were in prison, but yeah. yeah. Incarcerated for various reasons. You were plucked out of there, tossed into a cart with half-orcs. Yep. Stinky half-orcs. Yep. And... Blindfolded, cuffed, and you had restraining collars on, so you couldn't use your magic.
5: Right. And, that... <laughs> you. <laughs> and that's I basic, need an adult? right? I might need a towel. And... <laughs>
2: so that's where you guys met. Where it was blindfolded. Yeah. Restrained in the back of a of a right. cart on a hot summer day.
1: Right. So we didn't even know who we who we were with in the cart. We just knew we were with other bodies. Right. And everybody was stinky because it was hot it was and hot. sweaty, yeah. and we're riding this bumpy ass cart. We don't know where we're going. We can't say anything because if you say something, then somebody's gonna slug you in the yeah. face.
2: The Can you, you go smack.
4: over your origin story again for me? Because I'm still having a weird. As time far as my as far as why
1: you. I'm in prison.
4: Yeah.
1: Well, first, you should tell him why you're in prison, and then we'll tell him why Seth is in prison.
4: I I killed a guy.
1: Right. So you murdered a person because... Well,
4: Seth's character, it's like, it's almost like if he didn't murder somebody, it would be, like, bad form. (laughs) So tell us what your character is first. It's a tabaxi bard, which is a cat-like creature named Copious Homewood.
1: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And he's got (laughs) giant claws. (laughs) Right, that he it uses have, to yeah. slash people up.
4: He was raised in kind of a bordello. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's how he got his name, no doubt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: that is his stage <laughs> name. Yeah, now, he murdered that. somebody because... Yeah. Because that person arranged uh, the death of the person who took care of him after he was kidnapped okay. uh, and sold into slavery.
1: So, kind of murdered his father figure. No,
4: murder, she, he murdered a mother figure. Oh, okay. A mother okay. figure. Yeah. Okay. You're a mother figure. If yeah. I've ever seen.
1: Them.
5: <laughs> 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 yes.
4: <laughs> okay. All right. Now Seth
1: is Seth is a dwarf barbarian. Yeah. And he also murdered somebody.
4: And he murders people all the we time. We
1: have right? all
2: kinds of murders.
4: Yeah, and region.
1: I can't remember why he murdered somebody. Oh gosh, yeah, I don't remember. It was, a Tuesday? <laughs> it was <laughs> a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday. could be. Seth. Uh, Seth gets great glee out of uh, right. Killing and,
3: and maiming. Uh, I think it had to do with the fact that his family's business was getting racketed. Yeah. And when oh, he found that out that familiar. kept him from doing the things he wanted yep. to do yeah. in right. life, he totally went to rage and killed one right. of the people of the family who was racketing his family. Yep. Nice. Totally right. Okay.
2: The All player right. that's not playing knows the DM doesn't remember. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> right. And then, uh, so Linda's character is a ranger, um, a half-elf ranger. Mm-hmm. And Linda, why don't you tell us why your character was in prison? I just stole horses. Because <laughs> they were being what mistreated they were or being something. Being abused, yeah. Okay, Aww. so you stole them, set them free. All right. I killed no one. Right, right. So my character, uh, my character was imprisoned um, by choice. Um, I uh, paid the barkeep to vouch and say that I had been in the bar. Drinking and raising hell, and then I got drunk and disorderly and had myself arrested and put into prison because I was investigating the uh, prison guards there and the whole prison system because these orphans were being taken, put into prison, and then sold into slavery and nobody would ever see them again. Mm-hmm. So I was investigating that to try to rectify that situation.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. How's, how's that going for you
1: well so far I haven't been able to rectify the situation <laughs> but I am gaining knowledge of the system because I'm you know on the
2: inside you're on the, in the thick of it
1: now. I am in the thick of it yes so there's hope there's hope for the for the poor orphans
4: right what's your actual college degree in journalism yeah it sounds like something of journalism
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it does right yeah yeah
1: all right, so oh,
2: so okay, so anyway, you guys show up to the tavern. Yeah, the the cart stops. You're hustled out, hustled through, and right down to the right down to the basement. And it basically just starts from there. You, you, you go down the stairs, and there's a table full of old. It's I when we were writing it, we were thinking, like uh, when you go bowling, and you mm-hmm. get the old rotten bowling yeah. shoes, <laughs> right. Oh. Right. So basically, that's what we thought it was it, when you guys got down there, you just would have leftover leftover weapons. weapons that have just been used Rusted. and abused, and nothing's left of them that works. I think the yeah. the bow had a like the string was all dangling; out. it didn't right. have any That'd tension be, anymore. Keep
3: that stuff.
4: I'm
3: crap. just picturing this environment where. <coughs> the The tavern above has these magic orbs placed up like TV screens, and they have like viewing orbs in different corners of the of the cavern <laughs> that, that, that they awesome light addition. up that they light up yeah. when uh, they send people through, mm-hmm. so that like people in the bar can like wager and, wager and like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cheer awesome. their favorites. Yeah, that'd be great.
4: Yeah, destroyed that place too. I mean, nothing left except that rat machine. For some reason, Seth didn't want to destroy the rat machine. Right. I don't know why, but
3: right, yeah. snacks for later.
2: I uh, but yeah, you guys did a good job. Once yeah. you know, you, once you got in right past that first archway, there's a, a big steel gate with spikes on it that just pushed you through. you, know, the first you third, yeah. Had no you just, choice but to go through. Yeah,
1: and oh, and I should mention, my character is a dragonborn sorcerer. So with the magic
3: right
1: with the magic collar on, it, I couldn't do much. But yeah. but we got our colors taken off once we were in the mm-hmm. below once right. we were in the dungeon area to go through the thing, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where I learned uh, my fire bolt weapon was um, <laughs>
4: very useful. Right, right. Which, I mean literally, it's, it's your it's your it's it's your Swiss Army knife. You just, <laughs> it does all the things. It's like. When you have
3: fire, chest? everything looks like kindling? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he, he, he's I, he's yeah. opening up chests with it. It's like, oh,
4: there's <laughs> a chest. You know, open it, and it's firebolted. And it's like, it's just disintegrates. It's like, you know, there, there might be treasure. i I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> if don't it's know, wooden treasure, it's gone. <laughs> yeah.
2: Funny. So, but yeah, and then uh, the idea was to get you guys through that. Mm-hmm. See so if you guys worked well as a team. Right. You guys did a great job as a team. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the... Of the dungeon crawl.
1: Yeah.
3: Off with Sorry. his head.
1: Off with his head. Yes, yeah, so at, at the end of the crawl.
2: At the end of the crawl then you guys got
3: No tags, dying, Linda.
4: Yeah.
2: Tags keeping you guys together as a group as you no. go to a the bigger prison. Step. Yeah.
3: Right.
4: In the ear. Kind of like cows. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And Which then, you still haven't explained.
2: <coughs> no, I haven't have explained it. the ear tags yet. No, we'll
1: probably find that we'll out eventually, that I'm out. sure.
2: Right. But anyway, so to make a long story short, yeah, we had to get you guys. Together as a team, and then move on, and, and then write a, a huge story with a whole universe and a, mm-hmm. and a everything, and and so.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the prison we've gone to now, which is a much more massive prison, than we were in before. Well, we were just in the dungeon crawl mm-hmm. before, but now this is like a big, monolithic. Right. way I'm picturing it in my mind, you come up, we come up this big monolithic wall, and it's just like the front of this prison, mm-hmm. and we go in and.
2: You go in and go straight down.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Go down and go to work.
1: Yeah. So, but the the dungeon crawl was fun. We had, uh, it kind of gave us uh, some needed experience because a lot of us hadn't played in a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was kind of interesting, the different uh, puzzles we were tasked yeah. with and how to figure out how to open this or open these doors and get around these pits of flame that were shooting up. And
2: Yeah, we tried. Oh, go ahead.
3: Well, I was just going to ask Benito, uh, so for a lot of people who maybe have been playing with the idea of starting their own campaign, would you say Dungeon Crawl is a good place to start? This is... So, because that way it's like a smaller, it's a little piece of a universe instead of having mm-hmm. to think about a whole huge universe, and especially for maybe a first time DM.
2: Yeah, and this particular one was good for people who hadn't played for a while because we did we wrote it that way. We wrote it with a little bit of combat, a little bit of puzzles, you know, a little bit of this, mm-hmm. just a little bit of everything you know so that you could just to kind of give us a flavor yeah of get your yeah what yeah. your whistle and maybe you know dust the you know dust off your sword that's been sitting around for a while and well, I mean, learn how to use magic correctly and how sure. to check for traps
4: and, and and perception checks and I haven't played since 3rd edition and it's like playing this this seems better i mean it it seems you're you're a very good dm but it's like it just seems set up much more conveniently,
2: it is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being able to DM and as a player, it's really, it's really, easy is not the right word, but flows better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things that happen are so much more fluid and, yeah.
1: Now, as we went through the, the, dungeon crawl, um, I think you had mentioned at one point that. You thought it was going to go a lot faster than it did.
2: We did. I think, what did we play for, five hours or six yeah, hours? Yeah, I think it was
1: five or six hours we played. We mm.
2: slotted two hours and some change.
0: Yeah. And
3: Best we, laid plans, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Best yeah. laid plans. Yeah,
2: you guys keep doing that to us, too. The last time we played last week, yeah. we thought we were going to be in a whole different area. Uh-huh. And so we had written it that way.
5: Uh-huh. But
2: now, based on the stuff that we've written and the pace, yeah. we're like five games ahead now. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> Because the pacing... That's awesome. But it's fine. and yeah, yeah. No complaints. It's been a blast. It's been so fun being in that prison. Right. And then more, you know, cool things are about to happen.
1: Right. And John, John was upset because uh, in the dungeon crawl, so, the dun- so this gate, this steel gate's moving us through this mm-hmm. dungeon crawl, and it's going over acid pits and other stuff. And um, so rather than try to make my way through the acid pit and Handle all the dexterity rolls. I just climbed onto the gate and just let the gate take me across, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so John's over there, he's bitching. We're all getting slaughtered over here, and you're just back there yeah. riding the gate. <laughs> yeah,
2: he did. He just rode it like it's not a, not a skateboard, but basically right. he just, just climbed out, hung on it, and I'm breathing fire down the hallway <laughs> and taking out
1: because my my fireball can go 120 feet. So. Yeah. I'm just shooting. You didn't that have down. to
2: contend with the acid at all. In
1: fact, it was fortunate because Copius got taken out by some the hallucinogenic spores, yeah. spores yeah, and he and wandered rupees. into the acid. And he just <laughs> standing there in the acid. So as I go like, oh, by with the gate, I just reached down and pull him up onto yeah. the <laughs>
4: gate. Well, maybe I wouldn't have been there if we'd all gone to the next room. We riding the gate. I, I do believe I was there because I was throwing uh, bardic inspiration on you. Oh. So, you're welcome.
2: That's why you're in the acid? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't it's remember funny how way. you remember things. You take your time, that's fine. Yeah. Well, and the, and the spores would kick off every time somebody would say something. They were activated noise. by noise. Yeah, by yeah. noise. Mm. Which and
4: we then, didn't
1: realize, because then when the gate gets across the acid, I jump off and I go... I don't know, I shouted like Shazam or some <laughs> stupid ass Cels- thing, you know? Celsior, you yeah, did, you did a stand like yeah. yeah. And uh, with that, the goddamn spores, the spores fired. Went, and I'm yeah. like, oh shit, that's what's causing it. <laughs> yeah, that was great. John yeah. singing
2: and kicking off spores. And... <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> and we didn't catch it at the time when he was singing. It was just like, we just figured I just the spores a just picture Linda's just character through going. all
3: this, rolling her eyes. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's
5: basically
2: what happened. Yeah. Yeah, and it was set up it was just old and rickety and mm-hmm. had, how many hundreds of thousands of adventures had run through it and they just yeah. never did any maintenance. So. Yeah. I, I love like the, the
4: part where Seth's character's trying to hit the crossbow, but he's too he's short. He's too short. He's <laughs> <like>. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. We worked out the math to see if he could reach it.
1: Yeah. And I love the part with the there was like in this one room there was this old kind of rusty mechanical owl bear that, you know fires up when we get into the room and just start slashing wildly, you know, and you don't want to get caught by his blaze because even though they're old and rusty, rusty, they can still do some serious damage when they swing at you.
2: When we wrote that, we thought mechanical bull that is out of control uh-huh. with an owlbear suit on it, basically. It was. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. It was good.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um But we did we did take that out, and then we got some extra weapons from that, which was good because we cannibalized the owl bear. Yeah, took the owl bear part. We kind of left that dungeon in a pretty sad shape. When we, left. <laughs> yeah, <he> blew, <laughs> we did That's blew like everything up and busted stuff. <laughs> yeah. What was yeah, the
4: rat machine for? <laughs> is it just? It know.
2: was the rat machine was just to generate rats. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's it, it, you know, rats, it's a goal so to like, keep yeah. moving from thing to thing to thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, the idea is that this machine is constantly, you know, pop pop shooting rats out of it. Don't, <laughs> don't get they, the hell out of there. Then they form a rat monster. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right, and then you want to get the hell out yeah, of there.
2: then that's your last. <coughs> yeah. So, what, we jumped, we're jumped. we jumping ahead a little bit. Seth, was there a lever or a button or something? Did yeah. you push something and kicked it into overdrive? Yeah. <laughs> rats yeah. were go pew, 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 <laughs> shooting. Like
5: a, 100 miles an hour.
4: It was like, <laughs> we're going to drown in rats. Right before we left, there are two doors uh, between the center door. Opened up the right door, mm-hmm. and there was, you said, a, just a huge stone ball. A big boulder, yeah. What in a la that, Indiana
3: that? Jones?
2: Mm-hmm. What's yeah. that? What was that for? Is it just... Just to keep you from going through that door. Right. It was just a giant stone yeah. blockage.
3: Mm-hmm. No, it's it's funny, because you, when you grow up and you get to be adults, you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in, theory, in theory. In theory. In theory. You, you don't get... A so th- you've been told. <laughs> maybe never acted, yeah. but it's it's funny, it's gotta be, you're in this world constantly creating thinking, so I think it's probably different for you, but I think a lot of other people, uh, it's probably like a muscle, like your imagination muscle. Mm-hmm. Now you're starting to think of backstories, now you're starting to think, like in a way that you used to do as kids, because they say kids pretend as a way to understand the world and mm-hmm. learn how to practice negotiating the world. Right. And so it's like you get to be an adult and you stop doing that, and that's where I think d and it probably feels like a muscle.
5: Yeah. Like, well, like, like do
3: you feel it like a muscle that you absolutely. haven't quite yeah. moved in a while? It's a little bit atrophy, but as it goes, it like exponentially gets it, better, and it's easier it, to think of these crazy things. It,
1: it reminds me a lot of uh, uh, theater, where you... Um, um, I had done a theater show down at the Apollon, which is like a dinner theater thing, and this was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It was a Doctor who theme thing, and <clears throat> one of the things we did as, we, as they got the cast all together, one of the first few things we did is we all got together and we did a whole just evening session of improv, mm-hmm. where we would just you know, riff off of one another, mm-hmm. and, and it would just take it in really weird ways, but it forced you to think creatively. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this reminds me of because you're in this dungeon thing and certain things happen. And then you got to figure out, okay, how am I going to react to that? Or here's a new Mm -hmm. character. What questions am I going to ask this character Mm -hmm. in this universe to figure out what's going on, what my choices are, and how I'm best going to survive to get to the next challenge?
2: Yeah. The dungeon crawl was a little bit of a railroad session. Like you had Mm -hmm. to go. Mm -hmm. You only had certain things to do. And you kind of knew what the mission was. Mm Um, solving the puzzles you would run into, you know, to move on to the next thing. But now that we've gotten past that, what you're talking about is 100% spot right. on. Because you're dealing with so many, they're called NPCs, non player right. characters. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with so many of those in, in this game, probably Yeah. 15 plus, maybe 20 NPCs mm-hmm. that all have a little bit of information, you know, and can help you in certain ways and hinder right. you in certain ways. But yeah, you're right. It's When you talk about a muscle, it's once you turn that muscle on, it seems like with with Dungeons and Dragons role playing games, it just doesn't shut off, right? Like, you just right. think about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think about it at work, mm-hmm. like an ideal pop in my head. I was like, Oh, I gotta write that down, right? And you know, and then you think about characters, and you, yeah, it's just crazy. I'm still how thinking
1: about Jenna's little orb thing. In the uh, that's a great idea, I know that's yeah, a fantastic, that would have been yeah. awesome. I
2: hear, I the, hear, the, hear the, the, the crowd upstairs, yeah, you could hear them roaring when oh, stuff happens, that would have been great, yeah, that would <laughs> have been, fantastic. been awesome,
1: yeah, but. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, well, and then this last time we played, so we're in the new place. We're in this prison, and the first um, game that we went to, it was mostly going to the prison, and just getting used to the prison routine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had these collars on, so we couldn't use any magic. So it's pretty much, you know, you go along with the routine, or your character's dead. Right, which right? is
4: uh, we were like re- <clears throat> re- repurposing weapons. Yeah, um, so we were recycling. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud, <laughs> I'm proud of, of our efforts to recycle. Right.
1: right. So so that was the first episode, and th- that was the whole point of that one, is just to g- kind of get us used to the fact that we're in this yeah, grind. What your
2: jobs are at the prison. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. So then this last one we got to, it kind of opened up a little bit, and now uh, there's apparently a... Um, uh, secret illegal gambling mm-hmm. monster arena where some of the people in the prison are taken out and forced to fight these monsters. Right. And these ships that come in to collect this stuff that's recycled mm-hmm. metal and weapons and whatever they'll wager on the games. And um, so in this particular game, we had these giant crabs mm-hmm. that we had to fight. And uh, so that was kind of interesting and that we're in fighting these crabs. And um, Linda's job in the prison, you want to talk about her job?
2: Yeah, so Linda's job is she's going to be taking over for the lady that's doing it now. Mm -hmm. The lady lady that's doing it now.
1: That's caring for the...
2: Yeah, it's caring for the uh, the creatures barely. I mean, she does a good job. Yeah, she loves the creatures, so she takes care of them. So it was up to the guards and, and the staff, and they would.
3: Linda found her new pets. Right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, she's
2: taking over for a lady who's not long for this world. Yeah. she's she's dying. So when Linda came in, they thought that's this is perfect. We'll put her down there and mm-hmm. have her train. Um. So yeah, she's in charge of you know feeding and taking care of them and making sure they have what they need to a limit because you got to keep them hungry. The right. idea is to keep these these creatures hungry, so they'll fight for their food. <coughs> and uh, did we lead into what? Yeah, ahead. Yeah. What yeah. into? Was yes. that a segue into what right. happened? So I think there was three cra- <laughs> there was three crabs running around in this pit, this makeshift this arena. Arena, yeah. I was trying to think what's the what's the Mad Max one, Thunderdome. <laughs> oh yeah, right, right, right. It's it sort of reminds me of Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. That's anyway, a good way of putting it. Yeah. Right. So the u four u four players are in there. And the three crabs come out, and they're attacking everybody, and guys are fighting, going at it. And one of the crabs runs up to Linda and realizes... That it's Linda. It's like, oh, shit, that's... My caretaker. Yeah, that's Linda. That's who takes care of me. Mom. And it didn't know what to do. Like, it didn't attack.
3: I'm just picturing, like, giant, confused, like, <laughs> yeah. internal struggle crab, like, <laughs> going back and forth. Yeah. Like. <laughs> right. Seth, Seth
2: had a great idea. that I wish we'd have played it that way. It was that it just acting like a happy puppy. Yeah.
1: So excited. That's how I Linda. envisioned
2: it, kind of, in my mind. But it got there. It was confused. Right with the clickers. <laughs> Pinchers. Uh, didn't know what to do. Right. And so Linda just looks at it and goes, go back to yourself. Mm-hmm. Or go back to your cage or whatever. Yeah, and it was just the crab. I didn't. None of us saw that coming. <laughs> right. So I had to roll, and the crab was like,
5: "Okay." <laughs> it turns around and
2: tries to go back to the <laughs> right. Tries to go back to its cell. The, the gate was down, but so it gets there, and it's con- it can't leave, so it's more confused. <laughs> yeah. Then it decides, "Well, I am hungry," so then it comes back in and, and tries yeah. to attack. But, yeah, but that Bill, was a great move. Great. I we never even of it.
4: Bill just. He stopped. And yes. Like, and then other people are taking damage because you just decided <coughs> not to do it. No, anymore, I stopped right? because I saw that these
1: were animals Doesn't that matter. had an enough- uh, affection for Linda, and that I said, <laughs> well, maybe this I, could see, be I just, ended I see your lips keep moving, without bloodshed. <laughs> but you're
4: staying stuff, and it's just. And noises. so I thought, <laughs> because it doesn't matter. This is what the games are like. Yeah, yeah. Every it's time like, I know, John. I know, John's <laughs> yeah. always, always yelling about yeah, something I'm doing. And He's it's like yelling at me right in the gate. It's us or them. It's like I'm sorry that you're going all pita on us and trying <laughs> to save these crabs, but it's like. Yeah. Uh-huh. They 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 appeared to be standing down, uh-huh. yes,
1: and so agree, I'm not going to uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, attack a creature. Remember, he's the journalism major, John. I'm not going to attack a creature that stand because that's who my character
2: mm-hmm. is. That's true. Yeah, that's the other thing. You give him such a hard time that he's playing his character way that he's supposed to play his character. <laughs> yeah, right. John just rides his ass. <laughs>
5: from the the to the character. <laughs>
4: <laughs> He's always riding me. He rides <laughs> everybody's ass. <angry>. It's, <laughs> right, it's like it's like you've got the order lineup. Well, Bill, what are you gonna do? Nothing. It's like
3: what? <laughs> we are all
4: gonna die here. It's like it's like. But it seems to be a good it's like, I don't care. If it's a <laughs>
1: so don't care. And then at One point though, once the crabs came back, they did come back and start attacking right. us. And then I went into full yes, the most e- e- epic,
2: epic move of all time. Probably yeah. one of the most epic moves since I've been playing D&D. Hmm. Why
3: don't
1: you go ahead? And do you
2: want me to? Yeah, yeah. To...
3: <laughs> Bill's like, regale them of my, yeah, but... my heroism. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Brag about to me. Yeah. So the, there's wood that goes around the bottom of the arena. And then there's a fencing, like net fencing mm-hmm. that goes up to the top. And, <laughs> and so Bill's character runs up to the fence.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Gets up the wood part, climbs up his fart. And I gave him like 20 moves and 15 mm. actions because of the, how well he explained this. We went a little <laughs> bit above and beyond. I didn't even make him roll for anything because it was so. <laughs> he explained it so amazingly. Anyway, climbs up a little ways and he gets into the fencing a little ways. Yeah. And then he describes himself, I leap with every bit of strength I have. And as I'm flying through the air, I twist. And he, now he's flying through the air. <laughs> going towards one of the crabs and lands on the back of the crab grabs the grabs oh, the ice box just starts tearing
4: him <laughs> uh, totally, totally wwe it was amazing <laughs> yeah. nailed it the, the, that's the Got thing him, he, he explained yeah, it yeah. so
2: perfectly yeah. and exactly what was going to happen i was like <laughs> i can't not let this happen cuz this is going to be so epic so just based on his explanation i just let him have the whole thing cuz it was so good <laughs> And I was trying to picture—I was picturing that
4: in the arena, and you're yeah, riding right. around on the crab, <laughs> and everybody's fighting the crab. <laughs> Anything to stop Matt. Linda screaming, "Don't hurt him!" him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you two really understood where we were, but it's like for a little bit. Then you decide to start playing. Right. Right. Play. You, you well, two once the crabs came back up. and started
1: going at us. Yeah. Because right. one of them grabbed onto my arm.
2: Yeah, grabbed your arm or while you were there, was trying to pick you off. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So Benito, obviously you've got this great long story still and you know it's good for to move slow probably initially so players get used to what they can and cannot do in the story and thinking of the how their characters are gonna react. But what do you recommend at one point that players do so they can keep the story moving? Like where do the like maybe first time or players who haven't played in a long time, where do they kinda start to drag their own feet in a way that they're not realize they're doing that?
2: Right. You've got to sprinkle in that. You got to sprinkle in the combat. That's oh, a yeah. big thing.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, pretty soon on this next one, you 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 give people tasks,
5: mm-hmm.
2: and 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 then so it's not just all these things are happening around me, and I have to react to it. Now I have a specific mission, and I have to go, you know, and deal with this person and get these things and collect these things.
3: And so that you pick got up to, the pace. Yeah,
2: and then you have got to each person instead of doing it as a group collective, it gets. It gets tough sometimes if you may not have the same abilities or the strengths mm-hmm. to act as the group when something big's happening. So if everybody gets an, their own not their own mission, they get their own story as part of the story. Then you're constantly interacting and you're part of what's going on, not sometimes just watching or, or mm-hmm. being part of it. So mm-hmm. it's just writing in, yeah, writing in very specific jobs and duties. Yeah, and things that have to happen if you want to move forward.
1: Well, and <clears throat> one of the things that um, was interesting to me too was in our um, initial planning session before we filmed the first crossover game that we did. <clears throat> excuse me, was you had asked um, what we were interested in from a game perspective? Did we want interplayer re- uh, mm-hmm. interactions, or did we want a lot of combat? Or, you know, adventuring, looking for stuff, whatever. And I think we kind of hit a mix amongst Mm -hmm. all of those things. Everybody was kind of looking for something a little bit different. Yeah, it was. And so that that keeps it interesting because you've got a bunch of changing stuff Mm -hmm. going on. And it's not just, you know, one battle killing one thing after another. You get a little, quite a bit of change of pace. Yeah, that
2: was huge. That Session Zero was really, really big for us writing. Right. If if you guys were combat heavy, we would have written it combat heavy. Sure. But, you know, more you guys talked about, I think everybody agreed to be, uh, for it to be story-driven, mm-hmm. you know, puzzles. Yeah. You know, a lot of those things that aren't just running around and kill stuff all day.
1: And for the listeners out there, <clears throat> describe Session Zero.
2: So, it's really important to have a Session Zero, and it's kind of, it, it sort of just came up recently. When I say recently, probably, you know, last couple of years. And it's just a chance to sit down with all the people that are going to play together. Everybody's on the same, the same level. You know, I'm not, I'm not the dungeon master, and I'm running this meeting. But it's just a chance to explain kind of what to expect from the game, mm-hmm. what's expected from you during the game, and then uh, the input from the players, like mm-hmm. you said. Like, mm-hmm. what are you interested in? What are the things, I thought it was really great that O'Brien said, what are the things you don't want to see, or what are the things mm-hmm. that you're uncomfortable with so that we don't write these things into the story, right. and now you feel weird or icky or yeah. not like right. that topic. And, you know, right. So that was huge, too. So it's it's really just that, you order some pizza, you answer all kinds of questions on your character sheet, a lot of things came up about spells and abilities, and we ran through the player's handbook to talk about uh, some of the things that you get to do and some of the things you don't get to do,
5: mm-hmm.
2: and it just kind of put everybody on the same playing field when we started
3: so you'd say that's probably for people, even if you've been doing D&D, D&D a long time, if you've never had a session zero with your group, having that at the start of a new campaign can mm-hmm. really like allow the pace to kick off at a good rate so everyone's on the same page. Yeah,
2: every game that we've played has always had a session zero, even though you're at fifth, sixth seventh level before we start a new campaign.
1: Well, the nice thing, too, is it gives you a chance to meet the other players that you may not know, mm-hmm, right? So it could be your first chance to get together and mm-hmm. kind of meet the other people, and then when you come into the, the the actual first game, you kind of know everybody, and you can kind of kick off from there. Yeah. So.
2: yeah, I totally believe in Session Zero. In the last two months, I probably had five or six Session Zeros on different things that are wow. coming up.
1: Now, so <clears throat> are you running a lot of games simultaneously then?
2: So here's the thing. So um, I'm only playing once a week. Okay. <laughs> Which it seems like more based on everything that's going on, but right. you guys are every other week. <clears throat> you get to actually play in a campaign as a character every other week of okay. that. So that's my once a week. And then we have Planet Comic Con that's coming up the end of March. No, I'm sorry, middle of March.
1: And what are you going to be it's doing the, there?
2: Uh, I'll actually, Benjamin. I'll be the DM for that particular game. Okay. We'll run a two-hour campaign in front of a, a live audience. And then the following week, and then we're in Grand Island for another convention order. I don't have to dm I can play in that one oh. but same thing we're going to we'll play in a big beautiful uh what a remodeled grand theater oh mm-hmm. that's right that we place saw is that beautiful. yeah
1: we saw that last I summer we were there the
2: grand for uh
4: con. is it fun
2: it is fun it's what? a smaller con at, i think this is their third year but they just keep growing and growing out growing yeah. the yeah. space that they're in and it's free so if you want it, to it's great i mean people bring their whole families and they come yeah. hang out for the day and
1: yeah the theater is beautiful we were out there for the uh Film Fest they had their last Sunday.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, but they get a great turnout. Really good turnout. And on Saturday they show free movies uh, starting at 6. Mm-hmm. And I think they're doing uh, Back to the Future is the theme of uh. the con this year. They're so mm-hmm. going to run all three movies starting at 6. Oh,
5: nice. They gave us
2: a slot from basically 3 to 6. Okay. To play in front of an audience and then we'll turn it over and they'll
1: start showing
5: the shows. Yeah. Nice. It's going
1: to be awesome. Yeah, cool. Well, now if Somebody's in the audience, they're listening to this, and they think, D&D sounds really cool, I want to get into that. How would you recommend they get started? Where do they go to find other players? And
2: um, well, you can go to GoRPGs for sure. Yeah, yep. That's a great segue, thank you. Yeah. Uh, the mes- Not even the message board, just the regular group. And there's also a page. Uh, people just get on there, and they share really funny stories and funny pictures. And, and this is on memes. Facebook. Right, it's on Facebook. Yep. Uh, but there's people on there, yeah, that get on from time to time. Say, I'm looking for a game, or I haven't played for a while. You know, is anybody looking to? Start is anybody looking game. to start a game?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So it's yeah, that's a great way to to reach out if you're looking for a group to play.
3: Hmm. So you highly recommend if people have been lurking for a while, playing with the thought, maybe hoarding some books and thinking about jumping in, just go ahead and send out that message. Yeah, and
2: the other thing too is if you're struggling <clears throat> to find an already set up group to play, just make your own right like just right. grab two friends and now there's three of you so you have a dungeon master and you have two players mm-hmm. like just go for it
5: right
2: you know stumble through it watch tons of youtube videos because there's a million of them out there that will <laughs> yeah. teach you how to play uh, read the books Yeah, right. just immerse yourself in it just have it's so much fun to just be someone else and be someplace else and just yeah. be awesome
1: now, now, while you're not in the game that we're playing with Benito, you are in a D&D game yep. that's being run by Seth, right? Mm-hmm. And so tell us a little bit about your game.
3: Uh, we've talked a little bit about on the show, so I don't want to uh, take too, too much time. But basically, uh, we've just decided, most of us were brand new players to D&D, uh, except maybe, I think, Chris. Because it's uh, Chris who's been on, on Galactic on Driftwood before, yeah. and his wife myself, uh, another uh, college friend of Seth and mine, Sean, and then Seth's wife, Katie. Okay. So uh, we get together, we make food, and we plan on spending five, six hours uh, running along. And what started is we are a group of... Ah, we're all, like, kind of chaotic.
5: Okay.
3: Um, like, I'm, I'm chaotic neutral. And there's lawful chaotic. we're We're... we're an interesting band of people with a spectrum of moral ground of morals okay. and and we end up trying to help a city that's basically going under a rebellion ah. started to, to resist some evil family that's because uh, our, our mayor has disappeared mm. supposedly just you know off on holiday or I think get just sick and and um, but this family potentially is, like, run by demons or they worship demons. Mm-hmm. And and so we're, it's fun because you can put in little details. Like, they have these ridiculous proclamations, like, no mint.
0: Like, <laughs> no one is
3: allowed to have any mint. So Katie's character came up with the idea. She's like, let's make mint seed bombs that will <laughs> randomly go around the city and toss. So, like, it just starts yeah, sprouting starting. up. And they're just like, no, I said no mint. And yeah. just, like, to irritate the hell out of them. So just little things like that, that, you know, as you all have talked about, you the characters start to take on a life of their own.
1: Is there a lot of conflict between your different characters based on the fact that they have a lot of different range of alignments?
3: It's not conflict as much as shenanigans. Mm. Um, like 404, which is uh, this character that... And now I'm I'm blanking on his race because I'm a terrible human being, uh, but he's basically a, a a robot. Okay. And in this world, and he his backstory is, you know, he's young, like only five six years old, so he's still learning a lot about the world, mm. and so he's uh, kind of stumbles around and asks things. He'll try to drink beer, and he'll like take a bucket and like is start it? drinking it and the ta- the tavern wench just puts another bucket underneath him and so it? every time he drinks he tries drinking he'll be like more and he starts acting drunk even though he can't feel the effects <laughs> of alcohol and they just keep pouring it so they're not like wasting alcohol <laughs> things like little nice. things like that
1: now is this this is a pathfinder game though right yep. okay so, so that's not a D&D. little bit different it's a from D&D. little bit different
3: okay. the rules seem a little bit more complicated yeah comparatively okay. but you know we've had fun and yeah. uh the the hardest part though is Finding the time. Like, I think my biggest recommendation to any D&D group is put it on the calendar. Don't say, we'll figure it out later. Put it on the calendar that day. Because we have not done that, and so we haven't played as much over the last couple of months because of holidays, sickness, things like that. Uh, Don't leave it to chance. Put it on a calendar, folks. Mm -hmm. That's
1: one thing we did is schedule it. Well, so, John, I want to ask you now, as we've been playing this game, what sticks out in your mind as something that was maybe interesting to you that was different that you weren't expecting or what do you like most about your character or what you're doing there or what's kind of been surprising? Well, I'm
4: happy that the character is developing. It's like, I didn't know exactly what to do with it. I've right. never done a bard. I'm still, it's like Mike's saying, third level, I've got to pick a college. So I have to play the bard before I can figure out how that works. So mm-hmm. I'm... I'm I'm getting there, but it's like, uh, well, basically the only characters I played even when I was third edition were warriors and rogues,
2: mm-hmm.
4: So and a bard is not that. No, it's so fun to it's get like, out of
2: what you're used to. And yeah. it's like,
4: well, that Tabaxi, though, has some weird weapons. That are, I mean, those claws are quite useful. <laughs> mm. So it's, it's actually a combat bard, if, if, if mm-hmm. there's such a thing. But it's like, so mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure where I'm going to go with that. I'm, I'm having fun. Figuring out what this character is going to be—it's going, yeah. It's, so it's
2: fun to see how
4: yeah. that particular character is developing. And, and you have a little saucy too. You have a love yeah,
1: interest now. Hmm? Tell us about your love interest.
4: I don't know anything about my love interest.
1: Well, you know her name
4: uh, and her uh, race. Yes. What uh, do you uh, a saucy goblin? I don't remember. Her She's very Bricks. ricks, Bricks, very yes. athletic, very boat dock
2: captain. Yeah, ricks who's in charge of. Of making sure the yeah. boats get loaded correctly. With the
1: and robot. as orcs go, she's quite attractive. Quite uh, a goblin. looker. Yes,
4: Goblin, goblin not orc. Big difference. Big right. And it's like if I recall, we all ended up the game. You guys going huddling back in the cells, and Big Daddy's going off. <laughs> yeah, you're guess, off with Rick somewhere. Some, so here's some an interesting thought
3: for your character: uh, Is your race normally a bard? I'm thinking not. Actually,
4: no. Tabaxi, Tabaxi and bards go really well together. But
3: I mean, but in this world, do they? Is that normally?
2: Oh, it's not uncommon. Yeah.
3: Because I was just thinking, it'd be interesting. Because you know how there are frequencies humans can't hear, but they're physically affected by. Mm. It'd be interesting if your character has figured out, like, because it's a cat and cats purr and can create some I, frequencies. I sorry,
4: but my mind immediately went to the brown note. Like, <laughs> <It's> like, a, <laughs> it's like, can cannot Tabaxi Bard play the brown note? And it's like, I would love to play the brown note for you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> But That's like like nice.
3: like you, your character in combat maybe can create sub frequencies, or if they're trying to charm frequencies from Ooh. the purring, from the that mm-hmm. the humans you don't they don't even they realize help you're to manipulating seduce them. Yep, to seduce or to charm yeah. or to relax or to put fear in. Cats. To intimidate cats can be pretty charming, pretty mm-hmm.
2: sweet, lovable. Yeah, right. or
3: they can like you think John's about cats. the deep frequencies <laughs> that create fear. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd like that. That's I a do. level you could maybe take your. Character. How can I
4: explore that? You can do anything you want. Um, I keep telling you that. Well, I mean, if WWE rules apply, yeah. I can. <laughs> <laughs> that's something to look <laughs> into. Yeah. No, um, that's something. As soon as you guys, you and Mike, decide to let us start actually using our powers, I <laughs> would be more than glad to. Explore. We get to use so, them in the ring. Yeah. A little, little, tiny bit. It's all like all yeah, all you want it. right? So
2: Thanks. when Rick's carried you off like a baby after the fight to the, to the her boat yeah. or to a boat. Mm-hmm. So my thought was I'm not when you come back to float her boat? <laughs> <laughs> when you come back, I'm not telling that story. It happened to you. So be thinking about oh. Oh. what happened. Because right. when you come back these guys are gonna want to know.
1: We're gonna want to know details.
4: Right. Copious. Copious uh, details. Are we going to that's
2: awesome. Are we gonna film that
1: one? <laughs> <laughs> we
4: might not be able to <laughs> There might be too much beeping. Right. But
2: What's funny is, is people come up to him and they just pet him like a cat and rub yeah. him behind his ears and he just goes limp. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. His off button. Petting's yeah. nice.
4: is nice. There's nothing wrong with
2: petting. Right. Have you ever played? Nope. Never. Does it sound interesting when you sit here and hear all this? Or is it just I like... I like to listen to your stories, but I have this phobia of getting involved in board games or something. <laughs> yeah?
5: I, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a board
2: game guy. You. Yeah, well. this
1: is not really a board game.
2: Right, right. That, but I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, 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 yeah.
4: Well, it's <clears throat> board game, computer game, something that's gonna tie you up. For, I think. Oh, you know, this would like tie up for. Years. I would have thought not <laughs> until last Ocon when you rolled around the corner with Wolverine claws. It's <laughs> like you can get there. I can <laughs> see it. I can see it. That was awesome, by the way. You yeah. you you pulled off a, an awesome old man Logan out of nowhere, and it was like it was sweet. Well, wasn't exactly out of nowhere. Uh, people keep saying you look like Wolverine. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it. Mm-hmm. Or old Logan.
1: <laughs> well, now as you you guys know, Audie, what character do you think he would be good playing if he were to play D anD D? A monk. What, a monk. Yes, because he's of very the, quiet. Guild. Very <laughs> very quiet guy. All right. Yeah, I can see that. Hmm.
3: But the only thing is then he can't really use weapons, per se, and he likes blades.
1: Well, that's true. Well, that's true.
3: (laughs) So, it just seems like it's people who are maybe new to D&D should choose characters or things that maybe they have a little bit of the same interest in the real world.
2: 100%. So,
3: that way they can... It's easier to transition to that character, and then just get allow it to get further and further out from yeah. mm-hmm. who they are. And you
2: feel comfortable in the, at that point. And then yeah. at some point, you're comfortable, and you're like, "I gotta play something else because, you know, like I'm playing a right. wizard now. I, I don't know anything about wizards. Never played a wizard ever. Uh-huh. But then, you know, being in some campaigns and, and DMing some games, it's like, oh, that I do want to learn how to be a wizard. My wizard's Todd Winkle. Mm-hmm.
5: Todd Winkle. Todd. Yeah, he.
4: Todd. Owned a, resta- <laughs> like owned a restaurant. Owned a restaurant. Damn called- you, Todd.
1: <laughs> it's like uh reminds me
2: of Monty Python and right? that
1: sorcerer. See, some <clears throat> called me Tim. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he uh, used to own a restaurant, very successful. It was called oh. a Winkle and Time. Oh <laughs> and Time was spelled, you know, like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, that hurt my soul a really. His wife left him for a gnome. Nine. She took the restaurant, the kids. Oh, oh. god. <laughs> Kimmy Winkle, what's her name? That whore. So he Kim just, Winkle? so he just had to start over. So he just went to wizard school. Uh. Graduated as a wizard and then short order chef in a, chef in a in a tavern.
5: Yeah, what a great story. Right, That's just to hilarious. make
2: some, just to make some money and yeah, waiting for because he knows the taverns where you're supposed to be. Right. You start and then eventually somebody comes in and is looking for people and Todd's, ready, Todd's in. ready to go. <laughs> well, he just took his That's apron awesome. off and just basically it, yeah. But he he's been he's been a chef for so long. That's been food's been a part of his life for so long that he incorporates that into his magic. So, <laughs> so instead of a ray of frost, it's a ray of frosting, and, <laughs> and he uses a whisk That's instead awesome. of a wand. And, nice. So he's trying to yeah. So yeah, I should like, I
4: should incorporate some of the more <coughs> more Bordello's uh, yeah, things. Absolutely. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. It's so, Like all right.
1: Right. All right. Yeah. Instead of and playing a, a zither or something, you could be playing, like, some sex
5: toy. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, dear. And, and, then, we and then then that's contributed to your or, prison yeah. sentence
3: because of, like, <laughs> what are those laws? What do they call yeah. them? Um,
1: You're violating decency laws?
3: Decency laws or whatever, like, they used to have mm-hmm. where, like, you mm-hmm. couldn't show certain things. Oh, right. right. Yeah, because uh, decency or girls can't wear certain things because oh my god ankles it's yeah right decency laws <laughs> and that's part of why you ended up in prison is because you were playing something that was indecent, in indecent no. there you go
2: well, yeah. we're recording these games too so when your guys is done then we'll move right into the this next section of just for laughs which is nice todd todd,
4: todd I, I love the magician named todd well he's a human so it's, yeah it's like what's it the sense. most
2: human yeah right, divorced name.
3: Chad. Yeah. Single
2: dad, yeah, Chad, Todd, Maybe Chad. Lance Well, Keith. no,
3: yeah. Todd would be divorced. Chad would have been the one who stole the wife.
5: Yeah, <laughs> they
4: could Yeah. So it's so roll, roll around it's like Todd and then he's wearing like the Lebowski bathrobe and what? It's like...
2: Well, when he first starts it, he's got his cook's apron on and he just jumps over the counter and he's ready to go. And then he, <laughs> then he, then he finally gets a really cool robe. And, um, but yeah, it's just, it's just silliness. It's hmm. so fun. But we can write you in any time. Like we play every other Tuesday. We can
4: really use a rogue, and too. And any
2: time you're just stumbling right. through.
4: Mm-hmm. You're know, going to stumble through the prison, probably. But if you want to... open the chest with <coughs> so a really,
2: But anytime you want to stop by, even just hang out or, yeah. or watch or play.
3: Because it's good. My character actually is such a sly rogue. She only goes to prison for continuing education. Because her backstory <laughs> was going to be her mentor <laughs> is, is... awesome. ...is in prison, and so she's like, "Ah, go say hello. Mm -hmm. And she does everything. Her motive, primary (coughs) motivation is the lulls. Mm. She does like, she chooses things or does things, not driven by survival or greed because it's kind of one of those things "Ah, if I die, whatever. If Mm -hmm. I do, whatever. But if it makes me laugh, let's go for it. (laughs) Sometimes to other people's detriments. Nice. So...
1: You'd be Uh, great in the game. We're we're not doing
4: it for things either because Benito keeps taking the things away. (laughs) Which part's that? Well, you took away the rusty crap that we got in the bar crawl. (laughs) We didn't want to keep that anyway. It was broken stuff. This last fight, it's like you gave us armor and weapons and you took those away too. You You really told us that they held us down and ripped them off. Well, listen...
1: if you were running a prison and you had prisoners in there, would you let them keep armor and weapons? No.
4: I wouldn't give them to us in the first place. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, ju-
1: it makes sense. I mean, I,
4: I was this close to actually saying before they took it all off that I just threw a vicious mockery at the nearest guard. I think that would have ended badly. When, mm-hmm. when, when
2: that fight was over and we took all your weapons away and re-collared you and took your armor and whatnot mm-hmm. and you guys had left and I was talking to Mike the next day I was like, I can't believe they didn't try to at least do we try anything? to
4: do something. You guys were just so passive, like okay. Well, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not. We're not really. I don't think fully understanding exactly what's going on.
3: Maybe you guys need so, to have a hard to talk. A hard I to hard to
4: do it, but then <laughs> yeah,
3: you know, maybe I should. Your since, characters. I mean, like the yeah. characters have to have a hard time, Like, are we gonna like try and collaborate on this and right. GTFO or not? Well,
4: yeah, but it's like, well, since Bill just can stop fighting in the middle of the battle, well, like, I think I, I can start something. I so. think in
1: my mind. I'm thinking that um,
4: you know that's exactly what's his something. name that's, that's in this corner cell. Oh yeah, um, Dimble. Dimble, you just kept pushing think, on that guy. You kept, well, the other like, guy. Yeah, but I Dimble. That. Dimble like, yeah.
1: seems to have a plan for us, and it sounds like I, in my mind I'm thinking, okay, just hold on, let's wait till we hear he Dimble's also, plan. I Dimble
4: also told you to leave that guy alone because, <laughs> because I, because because I think anything south.
1: else like, we do is going to end badly and dimple's been here long enough to know there's probably a right way and a wrong way to do this yeah, so that's what i'm kind of holding out for but then this other guy so we had this new group that the came the leader
2: of this of the scavengers
5: yeah right so
1: so we're so all of the rest of us in the prison we sort through all this crap that's brought into the prison look for valuable metals and things or weapons or whatever, and that all gets sorted and sent out. Then there's a group of scavengers that are actually sent out from the prison, and they range out and comb old battlefields and look for dungeons, weapons and, yeah. and dungeons. and So whatever. What's,
3: what's the market in that prison other than uh, weapons? Like, is there some weird obscure thing that people try and trade for or do business for? Like, like, we know of, yeah. Like, there's cigarettes, but then maybe there's magic (laughs) mushrooms or maybe there's dream powder or. (coughs) There's
1: nothing that we found yet. Hmm. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. basically, we've just been kind of in the drudgery and it's just Mm -hmm. hot and miserable. And and everybody else that's in the prison.
3: but every prison's got like a little black market, and I've I figure you'd figure it out pretty quick because they're going to be asking you, "What do you? Hey, do you have any of this? Do you have any of that?" Well, Dimble's
4: yeah. kind of our connection to everybody, mm-hmm. but it's like oh, this, we're getting there. But this guy, <coughs> it's like everybody else is kind of like said, in no uncertain terms, leave him alone. And he's like, "I will right after ask these uh, seven. <laughs> I have seven fourteen-part questions for you to answer, and then I will leave you alone." And it's like, and you go into a cell, and it's like you're just, and you won't leave. You literally will not leave. Well, I was trying to,
1: you know, get a relationship with this guy because the prison is hot and horrible, miserable, stinky. And this guy gets to go out and range wherever he wants to go looking for scrap. And I'm like, I want to be on that team. So, so what did get, you offer him, Bill? I didn't offer him anything. I, I started asking you questions under, because...
3: <laughs> well, hold
1: on, because he just came... Well, I did offer him our food.
3: That shows naivety you in your character. We had,
1: we had a great feast brought to us because we killed the crabs and we won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we won big money for our... Mm-hmm. For our keepers, I the guess. Feasting on crabs. So they brought us yes. a special feast, and so these guys came in, and we invited—I invited them to come over and have some of our food, which they were going to do they anyway. They were going to eat it anyway, but yeah. Right, they were going <laughs> to eat it anyway, but it was the thought that counts.
3: No, not in prison. <laughs> not <funny.
1: laughs> so I'm trying to ingratiate myself with this guy because, actually, with anybody that might possibly benefit
4: us. Well, just, you just you would not take no for an answer you just would not believe right. it's well and
1: here's my thought i mean this guy you were the governor's <coughs> witness to the this president. guy is, he, is probably this guy's probably in this place against his will just as we are and so you know it's just we ha- we already have some common ground there so it's just a matter of kind of working with him getting to know each other developing a rapport learning that we can trust one another. Unless
3: there's something worse waiting for him on the outside that you're not aware of. Right, that's
1: possible, but that's how i got to interact with this guy and find out maybe Mm. some intel. So
2: when we wrote this we really wanted to emphasize how horrible it is to be in prison Mm -hmm. and how slow your day is and just Mm kind of this is crummy and it's hot and we have to wear diapers because it's too hot to wear regular clothes. (laughs) we got the smells and the Mm -hmm. heat and and just everything that's going on. So we purposely wrote that not to bore you to death, but just like, oh, man, we're stuck in here.
1: Just to kind of get the and hopelessness of yeah. the, the grind. Yeah, yeah, right. It, and it, it right. That whole game and is so, just, <laughs> just
4: like, yeah, it's, like, it's kind of like like mundane. Mm-hmm. It's like we, we're just part of a, like a fairly serious world. Right. You
2: know? And I think we've accomplished that now. You did. Yep. We accomplished that almost on day one. Yes. Now we've introduced the pit fights. Right. And then now that the pit fights are over, we're moving on to the next thing and mm-hmm. the next thing. And mm-hmm. it's ramping up. So... Yeah, you know. Did you have a response?
4: If I had thrown vicious mockery, were you <laughs> ready for combat?
2: Yeah, I mean, or as simply as it would have been, roll for initiative. There's ten guards in you. Yeah. So that would have been the fight. Yeah. So if it came, I knew what needed to happen, but right. But I was a little surprised you didn't try.
4: I want. No. I wanted to, but I just didn't. I mean, since these two didn't want to fight anyway, I was mm-hmm. kind of worried about the idea of starting a fight with know basically pacifists right <laughs> that's funny. but I didn't want to we didn't want to start it just
2: kick ass hundred miles an hour here we sure. go we're so cool we're on adventure la 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 right, and right, you know, right. that's just not how this builds right. up no and it's a long game this is yeah. a really hmm? not likes a
3: slow build right not that it's a I long do. game it's it gonna be way. slow I yeah do. I like that no, dude.
2: but long yeah. game this story is written right the arc is huge
4: mm-hmm. but you told us the other day that you actually thought we'd be out of the prison by now
2: it's really funny. No, not now. It would be probably the next game.
4: Mm. Oh, that's
2: what I was going to say.
5: <laughs> so
2: <laughs> Mike and I sit down and write these things, and, and you, can't, you can't account for everything that's going to happen mm. because it, it just doesn't go that way. But what happens is we get to work the next day, and Mike's like, did you mean to do this, or did you purposely change this? Because it's not what we would written. Uh, One, it's either I forgot, right, and I right. got into the game, <laughs> yeah. and forgot yeah. where we were headed, or you guys have done something and I had to then I had to make a change for that. Yeah. But uh, I'm always apologizing on the next day at work, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I was like, <laughs> I was like now how do we rewrite this part? Because I because this is what I said, or this is what <laughs> yeah. this is the person I introduced, or this is the I right. was like, so we need to now so we're constantly. That would be writing. tough. That would be tough. It's hard on him because Yeah. He's watching the games. He's there. Yeah. He's great. He's great at answering questions and helps yeah, with yeah. the rules so that we can just keep playing. Mm-hmm. But I can just see it on his face when something happens, and I'll look over at him, and he's just like,
5: What,
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> he needs have like cue cards. He holds Oops. up the cue cards, you oh, know. Oh, my bad. Yeah. So that's been fun, too.
3: I just picture him one day coming in with a whiteboard that he's going to keep <laughs> off-camera. So yeah. he's, like, showing you, like, pointing to this, you are here. It's, it's like a timeline. Yeah. He needs to be,
1: like, <laughs> upstairs in the in the dining room watching a monitor and listening, right. and then he can talk to a thing yeah. in your ear and say, don't forget, this is where John catches fire.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there was something. It's like uh, Mike asked you about something about my character. Well, is this thing going to happen? And you're like, the thing... Isn't happening. It's and, not, and happening. then that's it. And it's like I didn't ask questions because obviously it was a
2: new trait that you could have learned. We're probably more yeah. in the audience than. <laughs> it's a new trait. Well, yeah, screw the when audience. That... We
4: love you. We do, but you know, hey, we're having fun. When
2: here. that ti- when that tiger came out, the idea is at any point in time that tiger can run, the saber two tiger. Yeah. If it can run, which these guys fought after the crabs, if it can run twenty feet in a straight line and then attack, it has this ability called pounce. Well, we wanted you. Being a cat, to be able to learn that as a special ability, but you learn that by watching the tiger do it. Like you never thought about it before. Well, what had happened was Seth wouldn't leave the fucking tiger alone. <laughs> <laughs> every, time the tiger, no. every time the tiger would go somewhere, Seth would move yeah. right in front of it. So it never had never a, a chance to run and line. pounce. So yeah. when it attacked you and I had it, I had to. Oh, I even. When Seth attacked it that one time, I said you knocked it back twenty feet. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I could run forward. So now I got my twenty feet. Gotcha. Seth still had movement, so he's like, I'll just run right up to it. The- <laughs> right, right. Killed it again. So you're like, damn. it. Anyway, I had it run up against along the wall and come down and, and try to yeah. pounce on Linda, but
4: right, um, who, who did not take the potion he, that Linda should have taken. Right? before.
2: So the idea was, O'Brien was thinking if you saw the tiger do that, you would learn the pounce move. Ooh. But it wasn't done correctly, so mm-hmm. that's why I it nexted it.
4: So I was like, I wasn't going to ask because I figured you might want to incorporate that into the future. But, all right, I'm 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 done with learning new things. I am. Yeah, it's so fun. Someone's yeah. got to fight for us. Mm-hmm. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so a lot the, of the game like that. So <laughs>
1: one managed to get a potion of uh, invulnerability, invulnerability for right? one minute,
2: which was, what right. do we say? Six rounds. Six, Six rounds. Six rounds of fighting.
1: Right. But, you know, being new to the game and a lot of us not having played, we're like, well, shit, we we should save that until we really need it. Not realizing that we really needed it. <laughs> and, you know, suddenly the saber-toothed tiger comes out and you're not even thinking, you know, at that point, I better drink my potion of invulnerability. You're yeah. just thinking, oh, shit, all right, get a bow ready. Yeah. You know, get no, this. I'm, I'm thinking Seth's going to need it because he's what? in front of this thing. No. Like you
4: said, when he's raised, he doesn't really take that much damage. And as we gave it to you, but that's the funny thing. Is, it's not that you're the one that you actually took some serious damage from that tiger. And it's like, it's not that you're not the one that had the potion. The one who needed it the most actually had it. You just didn't take it. Right. Would you and say so, that's
3: another... Um, Common pitfall of newer players is that they try and hoard, thinking it, there's going to be a worse situation later. Versus oh just man. going out and just I'm just going to use this now. I'm just going to try and do um, it now.
2: Yeah, I mean when I when I played, I've done that same thing. and yeah. thinking I'm just going to put this potion in my thing, and right. when I need it, I'll use it. Keep it safe. For right, though. and the, and the fight was over. And, yeah, and you guys beat the tiger, and then we realized we still have a vial of right vulnerability. Right. <laughs> it no, it would have been
1: funny at that point if Linda would have just chugged the freaking vial oh, and then just did. started attacking. Just <laughs> see?
5: That
2: would have been awesome.
1: And she goes, "Come on, you <laughs> bastards! We're going out of here. We're I getting out of here." But that's pay. not my
4: character. Right. <laughs> well, that's hard. Yeah, sometimes. I just didn't think that that was. I I felt like I don't I don't know. I I felt like the structure that you set up that that's not something that I was Good. supposed to do. But <laughs> <Good>. it's like, <laughs> but now it's like you're telling me, "Fuck it." Well, I'm mm. telling
2: you, yeah. I'm telling you, you can do anything you, you want just to play do. Your but character. the fact that you did that and learned right. that the prison and the guards and the structure and all that stuff right. that we put in place right. is there, How, and it's working. What level are the guards anyway? What level are the guards? So when, just, you, when you look, look at,
4: because I would have thought that they would just beat the hell out of you. When us, you look at
2: combat, so if you guys had gone to prison at fifth level or sixth level, then these are salty war experienced guards whatever mm-hmm. but the fact that you guys are just starting is they're just bumbling they probably yeah. are drinking all day right you know they hate being there as much as you guys hate being there so if something were to happen then that's how you scale that character back mm-hmm. down is they're not that aggressive or that yeah based on the fact you guys are second level can we steal the boat
1: ah. can we steal the boat?
3: how, how you well are you can gonna treat anything. that captain that's the question
1: right rick's
3: how well are you going to treat that captain? Depends on whether or not right. you can steal a boat.
1: You got to charm Rix. She's a captain, See, she and that's can... and that's the thing. I don't like... think any of us know how to sail a boat. She's a dock
3: worker.
1: Yeah, but she's a captain. She's a captain. She's working the docks now, but she's a
2: captain. <laughs> she's working coat now.
3: Although it'd be funny she's if, if uh, his character—it's like you have to <laughs> escape by boat, but he hates water and he hates moving over water because he's a cat. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's awesome. But does does she work for the people or is she yep. like a a a, uh, a mercenary? She's part of the system. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Yeah. So worker. So the thought is 3 weeks have passed. Okay.
2: And so, you know, the this the thing with Ricks and you and your love thing. We try to imply that that wasn't anything new by any means.
1: She's um, done that with other
2: Yeah.
4: Well, with with Cope yeah, it's oh. like apparently since I've been taking things down to the ship, it's like, like a liking to you, yeah. right. right? Who's a pretty kitty? <laughs> Who's a pretty kitty?
5: <laughs>
2: so it's funny how, it just, and it's funny how things just lend themselves to that. Just one day at work,
5: mm-hmm.
2: I was talking to to O'Brien, the, like again my writing partner, and I was like, I think I'm gonna give, I think I'm gonna give Copa.
4: a love interest. A love
2: interest. <laughs> He's like, well, how are you do that? I was like, I don't know. I said, let's
4: just throw something in there. <laughs> that so was good. awesome. Yeah. Where do you want me to go with that? I mean, how far? Where what do you want going to go? It? I mean, is, should I keep it PG-13? Or? You can do anything you want. Yeah. You know We're looking for with. a big that's, story that's, you you know next who you're time. playing with.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's the key phrase I think I've gotten out of this Meaning is like, as you all are new, just get comfortable with just throwing it out there. Stop asking questions and just... Just do it? Just do it. Like, yeah. ask for forgiveness later.
4: Attack the guards and worry about it later? Yeah. Right.
3: I mean, I just see what happens with this world. Ask, you know... Ask more from the character's perspective, what can I do, or what would I try, and mm-hmm. give it a give it a good college go.
4: We can't yeah. attack crabs, because apparently, you know, <laughs> half our party doesn't want to attack crabs. So All I could think well, is my character just would have wanted to eat it one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah.
3: not about fighting, just let, I you knew, <laughs> it's been so long since I attacked crabs. And they crab.
2: look so yummy. I yes.
1: I, I figured we were getting crab meat that night. Yeah, we Forget did. <laughs> we actually Yeah. We As did. Linda cried over her we, plate. We, Linda. <laughs> Linda didn't care. No, she wasn't attached she to She did
2: him. not give two shits. No. Whether she was in charge of those crabs or not. on right. She's not biting them. Right.
1: Which kind of surprised me because she's kind of a nature elf. Yeah, and, 100%. And, and she had that thing where the uh, there were dire wolves that she cared for. Maybe it's just, mm-hmm. maybe it's mammals. It's a she arachnid. Like. She's like, yeah. ew.
3: Ew! It's got an exoskeleton.
5: Right. I don't like it. Right.
2: It's, it's like a bug. Just step on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. that's funny. But we've laughed so hard playing these games. You
5: always yeah, do when uh, stuff
2: yeah, like that happens. When we're we're so
4: <laughs> I, I was very happy with Mike in the last game because he showed a moment of compassion and actually <laughs> gave point. us some advice we could use because he usually is just like just, just. It's like they're down. well, kick them. <laughs> he's by the book. He yeah. knows that stuff inside right. and out. Yeah.
2: He is so. When we used to write together in the beginning, I would write something, he would write something. Sometimes we write the same thing on accident, or the same uh-huh. the same part of the story. And he's so good at it. I'm like, you know what? I'll work out the ideas with you, and then you put it on paper,
5: mm-hmm.
2: and figure out how it's supposed to flow together. And then I will be the one who then, you know, relays mm. that. So right away, he had, he had written out a whole big section. And you guys probably didn't know it. And I went to play it. And I was just like, but this isn't how I write. This isn't how, mm-hmm. when I see something, it's supposed to flow. Mm. And so you guys may not have seen it, but I was completely flustered and had no, mm. I was so lost in what was supposed to happen. And in his mind, I think, when he thinks of timelines and how things happen, he can omit things when he writes it because he knows right. what's supposed to, I have got to have. Yeah, step like by there, step, when you said step by step in the chart, I almost have to have yeah your so, bullets. So we had a second a second writing meeting before you guys just played. Mm-hmm. and I loved everything he had. I just had to sit down and we had to talk about everything that, that was, was already start. on paper, yeah, and yeah. I had to transpose it into a way that made sense for me gotcha. so that it fl- flowed correctly. Mm-hmm. so it's been interesting working that out between the two of us, but going back to he knows the rules and he yeah. knows the classes and he knows the races and he knows the colleges and he knows right. this and right. everything that's right. out there where i just want to be i love that stuff and i know how important it is but my interest is in telling the story and mm-hmm. being descriptive and blood yeah. and guts and right. the smells <laughs> and the in the this right. and that and so that's it's why it's been I think a great you, combination i
1: think you two make a great team mm-hmm. because right. that's that's perfect part of it is the story, but then you also have to have the game mechanics mm-hmm. there to make the game function properly. Right. And so that's that's yeah. why I enjoy this I mean, whole just, game. just I think trying to
2: play a game if you've got two people that are not right. that are just all about the rules. Right. Like how mm-hmm. boring would that be? That'd be horrible. That'd yeah. be awful. Or two people that are all about the story but the mechanics aren't making right. sense because we're not following the rules correctly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's been really it's been great. It's yeah. been really good.
4: Is there such a thing as a standard D and D game, or is every single one of them a unique creation of the people who run them?
2: In the very beginning, they were they were very standard, extremely everything was almost the same dungeon, mm-hmm. and traps, and you were constantly running into the same creatures, and it was always a bad wizard somewhere, and, mm-hmm. and you know you slip in a dragon once in a while, but it was always this kind of the same thing,
5: mm-hmm.
2: and then. Um, When they started reaching out for writers, of different all kinds of different genres, then the stories started changing, Mm. and then like Ravenloft, for instance, now we're dealing with a horror genre, Mm
5: -hmm.
2: you know, and then we start, uh, and it just kept evolving. Now we're into things like your plane. There's things now where they're dealing in the city uh, that you guys are dealing with, like Waterdeep and Boulder's Gate, and there's these whole cities, and then it's changed into almost urban. Mm-hmm. Uh, urban games instead of underground uh, fighting yeah, yeah. dungeons or you go to a mountain to fight a dragon you're dealing with
3: urban issues urban, and that's yeah, what our that's really what our cool. campaign is is dealing uh, with an urban side and issue mm-hmm. so like even though um, my character is a shifter which is kind of like a werewolf yeah. they're like a, a descendant from werewolves who can control their shifting now and mm. um, instead of having knowledge woods and things, Mm -hmm. I have knowledge local. Like, I creep Uh, in the shadows, and my character for that um, was raised as a pet, as a daughter, by, like, a local mafioso collector type that if you need Mm -hmm. something, people get it, and that's why she's a rogue, because she's so used to getting stuff for him. So her knowledge, like, Mm -hmm. where in a traditional, maybe, campaign, she'd be useful in the woods, guiding Mm -hmm. people, to whatever. She's more... Like, local, urban, nooks and crannies uh, of the city. Knows the way around. Knows the people, things right. like that in the world, which has actually been a hindrance at the time because uh, we had to raid the jail. And I just knew for my character, like, she can't go there. They know her. Uh, She's probably been in there for, like, 15 uh, times over the course of her life. Sure. and And the, the party kind of pushed back a little. Like, no, we need you. You're the sneakiest person by far. We need your character. I'm like, but you can't. Like, if you look at the story they know her like, yeah, the back you know, of hey, yeah. you're here again, we got your cell ready for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, right, so, right. Your, whatever they were going to attempt would fall apart if they saw mm-hmm. me. So we, I had to hang to, back. We yeah.
4: really need someone who can do that because our group is nothing, we're not subtle. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're kind of, it's like, kind of like, like, we're, it's like we got out of a clown car and we just, just <laughs> basically just started going across things. And
1: well, and John needs someone else to argue with. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, oh, no, I got you
5: now. Yeah, right. But you guys, <laughs> yeah. you guys
2: still don't know each other. That <clears throat> no. You guys have known each other for three weeks. Right? Yeah. So you guys will, you will, you know, be more cohesive. Cohesive as, as, as time goes on. Time goes yeah. on. Sure. Cohesive, whatever that is. But mean, right
4: now, we've got like three ranged attackers and then Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Seth is, and like you said he doesn't Seth's not subtle Mm-mm. it's like he will keep on the tiger I love he, his I love his Russian accent I know <laughs> yeah. so that is great. a nice touch it was so funny
1: Seth's got a hammer and everything is a nail for him. <laughs> yeah. he just
2: runs in and whacks the shit out of it. He
5: has his face I know, when we're playing. <laughs> God, he's just happy all the time. It'd Especially be- when he gets to rage.
4: Your fireball is, is your hammer. Oh it's like, everything's a nail Although
1: you. this last time I used magic missiles to a very really good effect. Useful,
3: yeah. Magic no. missiles. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, three of
1: them, they just shoot out and ma- they destroyed that yeah. you know, saber toothed tiger, man.
2: That was pretty impressive, yeah. It's fun, but yeah,
3: it'd be interesting because you've all got like collars and and like chains. Anything that's got a tail, like a tiefling would, they have an extra like brace so they can't use their tail in defense oh, right. or anything. It's yeah. just like locked
1: up, uh-huh. yeah. Well, my collar prevents my dragon breath because I have a dragon breath, as
3: yeah. But that's part like a, race a magic trait. thing. How mm-hmm.
4: you know. do you use tail for defense? Because I have a tail and you haven't locked up my tail, so well, that, that's just a cat tail right yeah. now, yeah. You haven't
2: you haven't Made us, made us. Listen to me. You haven't <laughs> made the prison guards or anybody notice anything. You've done anything goofy with it? Yeah. yeah. Besides, it as, besides just wagging it,
4: we don't
1: even know if it's prehensile. Maybe you can't use it to climb or anything.
4: <laughs> well, I'm sure it's for balance. But I, I mean, I've seen cats move it, so yeah, yeah. At mm-hmm. least like hooks. I always picture or tiefling
3: tails as being prehensile, mm-hmm. like gargoyles, the cartoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh-huh.
2: Makes sense. Yeah. So. It's been a hoop. Yeah. It has. So, so you're kind of saying fun. your
3: audience has a lot of good things to look forward to as they. Uh, I think so. Mm-hmm. Look think for the so. next episode. Yes. And that It'll hopefully this pushes It'll them over the, day the day, edge actually. to uh, get out and start their own group if they haven't already, or maybe take a little bit more leap of faith and and be adventurous instead of having trying to make that perfect game.
2: Yeah, I would yeah. think just by listening to us talk about this would just would spur anybody's interest that yeah. that is just on the edge and not sure if they want it right. or never heard of it. Right. And like, God, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Or I can be a
4: cat guy that, I can uh, be a cat that sleeps guy. with goblins. Yeah. Or a, or a,
1: or a dragonborn who got you know, dragon scales and mm. breathes fire. There right you yeah. Yeah. Just Superhero a whole range. moves and yeah. Right. Rides crabs. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> crab rider. Yeah. Crab rider
2: fence with gate, oh, gate rider. Gate rider, crab right. rider. I
1: like to ride things. <laughs> it mm-hmm. Seems like it We're You'd think that'd be to... Cope's line. Yeah right. (laughs) We're starting to we're starting to see something work, a pattern work out here. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Again, uh, you can go to uh, GoRPGs site on Facebook, Facebook and Instagram. And uh, there's links. So the the episodes are up on YouTube. Okay. So the
2: episodes they they initially when they first come out after I get them edited, they go to Synergy Nation Network. Okay. And they come out a week earlier than a week early there, before anywhere else. We put the posts and the links up in all the groups. Uh, then within a week, week and a half, then it just goes out to the general public, you know, who hasn't moved over to watching things on Synergy Nation yet.
5: Okay.
2: Um. So yeah, so there's that. And then uh, the links are there. They go to the YouTube mm-hmm. and, and can watch the episodes uh, right there on the channel. And so episode playlist.
1: four of five is coming out. Yeah,
2: the fourth one's about to come out. Okay. It'll be out in the next couple of days. And it'll be on Synergy, but of course we'll put out all the, the notifications. Here's the link. Go watch it. And
1: just so they know what to expect real quick from the video, so you've got cameras that show us playing our characters, mm-hmm. and then you've also got a camera that's looking down onto um, a, a table a map, where yeah. you've got a map of where we're
2: at. So right, So people exactly. can kind of
1: follow along.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's set up so that you can see everybody that's playing, and, and, right. and again, the map helps so you can see visualize where everybody's at. Mm-hmm. The map we have now would never work on that camera. Right. Not in a million <laughs> years. Right. right. I bought, I don't know why I bought such a giant one, but it was... Is it three feet by four feet? Oh, I think? probably, yeah. It's huge, but it worked yeah. out perfect for yeah, the prison. Yeah, because the prison's huge. We, d- we were able to draw the entire yeah. prison out on right. it. Right. And so right. people can just move all over. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if we just had each room oh, yeah, constantly be laying tough. down? Yeah. It would never work on our camera, but yeah. it works yeah. out good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and that's basically the same setup that we have when we play uh, live shows. Okay. Almost the same thing. We shoot it up on a big projector screen, mm. and I see basically the, the mm-hmm. crowd or the audience sees the same thing that you're seeing gotcha. at home. When you watch on YouTube, gotcha. nice. So,
1: all right. So, something to look forward to. So, get out there and check it out. Yeah. yeah. Good you luck next month.
3: Yeah. 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 So, Planet Comic Con, you definitely gotta check out. Go RPG and enjoy. We'll the play.
2: I think the twenty-first Kansas City at Planet Comic Con. Okay. And then a week later, the Grand Theater on the twenty-eighth. In Grand Island. In Grand Island, we're gonna play right. live.
1: Very cool. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Next time, we're gonna have a show. We're gonna be talking about. Uh, uh, Linda's and my adventure to um, Galaxy's Edge in uh, Disneyland and what we did there and what we saw. So that should be a lot of fun. So thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
5: Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.